0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I am your host Christian, joined with me are my co-host Joseph, Yellow, yeah, and J. Hugh. Cacao. Uh, is this, been is a this hot... still
1: a podcast?
0: Yeah, I know. It's are we been still a doing hot this? Minute. Did,
2: um, Do you guys remember the hobo with the golden voice? It was like a thing for like a few. Yes. Weeks? Yeah, I feel like Christian was really channeling him in that intro.
1: It was good.
0: I, I have a new spirit for it because I figured out a way to hook my re- microphone up to my recliner. So I am like lounged back <laughs> in a chair.
1: Oh, we, we wouldn't want this to be any effort for you. So I'm, I'm glad you can be
0: comfortable. It's pretty great. <laughs> but after uh, a hiatus, we have have returned... Uh, post-global warming disaster. And uh, here to bring you the latest in the Hollywood scuttlebutt. I feel like this is the last kind of episode we did, but
1: it who is. cares.
0: Uh, I mean, the
1: the problem is that we were off for several weeks, and there's just been a lot of shit going on. And also, I'm not going to the movies right now, so this is uh, as good as anything. Also, we have a lot of other shit to talk about, so I don't want to gum up the works going through Martin Scorsese's whole back catalog or something. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going we're gonna to catch you up on at least the last couple of weeks, which, again, have been surprisingly eventful for the fact that, you know, I haven't been outside my house in uh, what seems like eons, so, but they're still <laughs> making movies, I guess. So the first thing, this is really recent, as of, as of the recording anyway, uh, Marvel announced that they are, again, pushing their, uh, their movie lineup further back into 2021. Uh, first off, they had already done this. They'd already pushed back. Uh, several movies including black widow that was earlier this year to uh, i think it was like t- november october of this year but now there are no marvel movies in 2020 uh they're all all got pushed push back to at least 2021
0: yeah it's insane
1: you know i, I asked you guys this earlier but i
2: mean in-, in 2021 will i even care about marvel anymore surely i found something else to do
0: DC will come and fill that void.
1: I f- <laughs> I felt no fucking way. They I think, so, I think, I think there's a so... good
2: chance of a lot of things happening, but not that.
1: <laughs> DC's had so many opportunities to not <laughs> fuck themselves that they just can't <laughs> not do it. Right.
0: I don't think anyone would have anticipated one division to be the first phase four thing.
1: Right. <laughs> I I hope that really fucks up like the continuity and watching it. Like I hope it just makes it confusing.
0: Yeah, weren't we like supposed to be like almost to like Doctor Strange two by this point? Probably,
1: like,
0: I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I am excited, I guess, because we get three of them next year. Correct. I do think I do think this confirms a long-standing question of what the future of movie theaters hold, which is these theaters ain't making blockbusters without movie theaters.
2: Right, um, right.
0: They're they have no interest in putting this on a streaming service. They will sit on it for as long as it takes until they can put it in a building and make a billion dollars.
1: It seems <laughs> that way. The first one is going to be Black Widow, which again was supposed to be out over a year before its uh, release date. It's going to be uh, May of 2021, uh, and then Shang Chi, which is kind of flown under the radar, but it's still on the docket. It's supposed to be coming out July 2021, and then the Eternals, which I can't remember when that was supposed to come out.
2: I think November.
1: Well, yeah, I think yeah. it's supposed
2: to be like in a month.
1: Oh, this November. Well, it got pushed yeah, back to yeah. next November. So you know, another winter release, replacing Thor, I guess. Uh, yeah.
0: Why? I wonder why. I mean, Shang Chi didn't really move far. It only moved like four months. Yeah. Um, but I wonder why they decided to, you know, switch the release schedule with it in Eternals. Why? Why? Why Eternals as a fall release? I
1: mean, I, th- I think I think it's like one like big big blockbuster is what they're going for you know, per season. Uh, Yeah, I'm just wondering why they
0: changed the order of release. Like, why didn't they put Eternals in the summer?
1: I think Shang-Chi is their, their, like, Ant-Man. Remember Mm. remember a couple years ago? It is kind of that
0: Ant-Man spot. Yeah, we
1: had had, uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War and then Ant-Man, like, two months later. I feel like it's kind of the same thing. It's like, hey, you probably don't know that much about this character or the people that are in this movie, but it's Marvel, so you'll probably see it. And then you might want to watch another one.
2: Right. Yeah, uh, you know, I, it's funny
1: because yesterday
2: I was looking at what movies are coming out and I was like, oh shit, cool, Black Widow will be out in like a month, you know, because its last pushback was right. early November and uh,
1: that it, that, that's, that's not going to happen. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a hot minute, but in the yeah. meantime, uh, DC is going to try and fill that void for you. Good segue. Whether, whether <laughs> they will or not. Firstly, we we, uh, just got an announcement that, I don't know if it's an announcement, a rumor, I guess, is still what it is, that James Gunn wants to work- No,
0: this is official. This is is official? I didn't see it. This is a real thing, yeah.
1: Wants to work with uh, John Cena to make a Peacemaker prequel, uh, which is his character in the new Suicide Squad movie, which is a ridiculous character that wants peace so badly he will do anything, including kill anyone in the way uh, to attain peace. Uh, He looks very silly. I know, I know Hurt has a f- strong affinity for this character and this particular interpretation of this character. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you're very excited about this.
2: I'm super fucking excited about this. I, you know, uh, Of the Suicide Squad trailer, this was my favorite thing. I think that John Cena is just such perfect casting for this. Uh, uh, the only thing that kind of bums me out is that it, it being a prequel... pretty much guarantees he's gonna die in suicide Squad. yeah i thought that too (laughs) but uh but other than that i I think it's gonna be a big deal i you know i think that this is where john cena overtakes rock as the big wrestler in hollywood because i don't think rock's had a lot of big hits but they're all just based on he's the rock this is a good role for john cena it it like it's it's it almost seems like he he has it inside of him you know being a good guy who was getting booed for so many years in wrestling. It just seems like the right part for
1: him. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i pretty excited for this. I don't know the last time James Gunn wrote a television show, if ever, but that seems like a good fit. And uh, this is the next thing he's making. Um, he will He's going to direct at least the pilot, if not the first few episodes. And uh, this will be shot spring of or winter of 21, like early next year before he starts Guardians 3. And uh, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to it. I think this could be really good. I think they said eight episodes is what he has written. And if he, I think if it really speaks to kind of, Jehu, your point, like how good John Cena is in the role that he was inspired to write a whole TV show based off of it. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'm also looking forward to it. I'm also just like, I, I hope that James Gunn continues to see success with this franchise as a whole because I love the idea of just kind of, I sound like I suspect this. Uh, the TV show will be a similar vibe, but just kind of this rotating list of like B to C list actors getting to fill the roles of like C and D list DC <laughs> villains and just like, you know, getting killed off uh, uh, indiscriminately. And without reason, you know, for for however long they want to do that. I don't give a fuck. I I, I like that concept of a formula.
0: I wish they, you know, maybe, but that this would be, there would be a protagonist in this. um, And this whole story will be told from Peacemaker's perspective. Like some B-level hero keeps getting in his way preventing him from creating world peace. Um, <laughs> I don't know what hero that would be, but I, to me, that sounds funny. Yeah, that
1: sounds funny. And, I, and we all also know that John Cena has a, a, an established history of being funny in movies. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. for him in this role. Yeah. Other uh, DC updates. So we've talked about it a long time ago, but it's probably been a while. So most of you have either forgotten or didn't know. Uh, DC, when everybody else was doing their own streaming service, did their own streaming service. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. DC Universe, I think.
2: DC Universe, yep. Fuck yep. yeah.
1: Where it was like a comics, uh, original scripted streaming content combo kind of thing. I don't think it really ever took off the way it was supposed to. They, they uh, spent a lot of money on it. Uh, they made several series and revived like Young Justice uh, and some other things for it, and it just never really made it. Uh, And so what they've quietly been doing since the collaboration with uh, HBO Max is moving some of their content a little bit at a time to HBO Max, but now they are making it official, making it that all existing scripted content, so live action animated series and all future plans for scripted series are going to HBO Max for, uh, you know, in perpetuity and DC Universe is going to stay just a uh, comic service. So I, I think I mean this is the move that I think we all thought immediately before they even launched this platform. Uh, not necessarily <laughs> to HBO Max specifically, but somewhere else. But it's the I, right move, and I'm super excited about it. I mean, I, I
2: think literally the first time we talked about this, it was like, okay, well, where do you think this will end up after it was, It was! Yeah.
1: Someone would have to find me the episode number, but I guarantee that was what the conversation was. Yeah,
0: yeah this is the most predictable thing to ever happen in Hollywood, I feel like what was weird to me about this is that we didn't get this announcement at fandom last month. Right. Because
1: I, I know it, both either of the fandoms, I think. Right.
0: Yeah. Like five days before DC just fired a shit ton of people. And like, so they laid off a bunch of people and then still had this like mass online event, mm-hmm. uh, where they promoted their shit. And this did not address DC universe at all. <laughs> Um, I think the only show that they announced a season three renewal for was Doom Patrol, which was already moved to HBO Max. Yep. Um, And so that was really like the nail in the coffin, I guess. But what changed in the last three weeks for them to be like, well, we should finally admit that DC Universe is no longer a thing. Either way, I'm excited to watch Young Justice season three because I have not seen it yet, Same. and uh, i i will I will give Titans a try. I would not have paid for it before, but I'm already paying for HBO Max, so I will try Titans now.
1: I hear Swamp Thing was good, so maybe I'll try Swamp Thing. But on that note, speaking of Young Justice, a, a uh, spectacular animated DC series. If you guys haven't seen it, cut cut tragically shortened its prime in two seasons, being revived uh, again. By HBO Max is getting a season four that will be going to HBO Max directly, uh, which will, makes it more sense to me after I watch season three after they put that on HBO Max.
0: <laughs> no clue what this is going to be about yet. Nope.
1: I mean, but whatever, I, I, I'll I was, watch it. I feel like uh, to me, Young Justice of the comic book animated series is the most comic booky. Like it's the it's the it's the least afraid to embrace some of the sillier parts of the the comic universe like the clone shit and how ridiculous the bat family is and like oh just a lot of different right. things that I think a lot of other people shy away from they do well the other thing that I'm excited about I don't know if if, if Hurt ever made it through the rest of this is they uh, officially renewed uh Harley Quinn the animated series for season three Hurt did you ever finish this series I never did I'm it's you know on my to-do
2: list
0: yeah, same. I started. I watched the first episode and I wasn't like Yeah, no, the first, drawing, first episode's so. not the best
1: one. I would say like I I know everybody says this, but it's like within 3, I'd say the 3rd episode is probably like a good indicator of whether you're going to like the show or not. But I really liked it. I think like the 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 cast is really good again, the the concept of the world. It's kind of this I mean, it, they're very much going for a Batman the Animated Series vibe, but for a less toxic deadpool audience <laughs> uh, and i think it works it's works surprisingly well uh now granted the first two seasons kind of work all towards the same like there's a there's an overarching narrative for the first two seasons which is kind of wrapped up so i have absolutely no idea where they're gonna go with it but uh i'm i'm excited to see what happens i i want to see more of this show
2: i'm pretty excited it got renewed uh you know I. I, I like anything that takes a, takes a poke at Batman because, I mean, you know, Batman as an institution is just far too serious at this point for me. And my so, favorite,
1: my favorite thing about it is that it does both in the sense that right. it makes fun of Batman, but Batman is still Batman. You know? right, right. Like right, it's Dietrich right. Bader. And like, you can see the ways in which he's ridiculous, but you also see the ways in which he kicks ass. Right. Right. Um, but yeah so that's that's exciting news uh if, if you don't have hbo max i don't know why we're not getting paid to promote it but they got a lot of good shit on there god
0: it's all i watch <laughs> it, it really i have, is. my tv is paused on a show on hbo, <laughs> HBO Max <laughs> so that we can record this podcast
1: <laughs> oh man uh but switching gears here uh for a, a marvel tv show for a change one that's been in the pipeline for a while a she hulk series which actually, I might throw to 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 Hurt in a second to kind of describe She-Hulk for people who don't necessarily know a lot about the character. But it has finally cast their lead uh, in Tatiana Maslany. That's sure, a good effort. Sure, thank you, Ooh. Hurt. What is this character?
2: You know, She-Hulk starts off as just, you know, a, a Lady Hulk. She's uh, she's Bruce Banner's cousin. She needs a blood transfusion. He gives her a blood transfusion, which is a terrible idea, and she becomes She-Hulk. But she's, you know, Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk are a lot closer to each other than Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Uh, you know, and it's, it's a so-so character for a while. In the 80s, a writer named John Byrne, uh, turned it into sort of a fourth wall breaking uh, comedy character and that's when it really comes into its own and the oddies Dan Slot does one that uh, does a series that I will almost guarantee this show will be more based on mm. where it focuses on the, path, the uh, part of her backstory that she's a lawyer and she basically becomes a lawyer for superhero cases uh, you know there particularly for the first Dan Slot series uh, issue four there's a I think it's issue four. There's basically one where someone basically has a court case because they were declared dead and, you know, they weren't, which is a thing that happens in comic books all the time. And there's a great moment in it where they're trying to prove, where she's trying to prove that it doesn't count. And she has everyone in the courtroom raise their hand who died during the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Half of the courtroom raises their hand. So, uh, so I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really, I think, great property to make a Marvel TV show out of uh that being said i know this is supposed to be a great actress but i'm kind of not into the casting because she's five four so that means she's going to spend a lot of time as jennifer walters and for me the best she-hulk stories are where you barely see jennifer walters at all she's mostly she-hulk
0: yeah that's interesting point i have have you guys actually ever watched anything with this chick in it
1: i know she's famous for orphan black i think yeah yeah
0: yeah that shows fucking bomb um and she is incredible in it the only best way i can describe it is like imagine it's alias and instead of all these like different personas they're all different people but all played by the same person um, <laughs> it's very kind of spy undercover, but it's also very science fiction. It's about clones and you know, there's, there's something nefarious going on that maybe you don't know about to begin with. And she plays all these different like versions of herself and she's just really, really great in it. And uh, I think she's, I think she's a good cast as a quality of actress, but I can see the maybe physicality portion Having said that, you know there was a lot of talk that it could have been Allison Brie, and I mean and, uh,
1: the, the the word on the street was they were looking for an Allison Brie type. Quote. I would unquote, have loved <laughs> to seen Allison Brie in and this And Allison Brie was like, <laughs> "I'm an Allison Brie type." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I don't know that Marvel's really gotten anything wrong at mm. this point in, in 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 regards to their casting. So I have faith that this will be pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm also willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And uh, to, to Hurt's point, as far as like the kind of story that I think they're mining to base this, this series off of, I feel like we're at the right point where we can start doing these kind of meta commentaries on uh, on like superhero movies and tropes and all that kind of stuff because it's just so... Co- it's like it's popular vernacular at this point. Uh, so I like the idea of of like superhero court cases
2: i mean yeah totally with you know as many movies as we've had now they've set up enough stuff that they've that we know the vocabulary to make fun of it right
0: i was just gonna say i don't know if you had written this down joseph but there was another major marvel casting announcement this past week
1: i didn't write it uh, down
0: with jonathan majors announced to play kang the conqueror in ant-man 3 which is extremely shocking yeah, not, be- not because Jonathan Majors isn't a talented actor, but number one, I would have thought you want that guy as a hero because he's going to be a superstar. Um, and then number two, why is Kang the bad guy in Ant-Man 3? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I-, I-, I don't know if you guys have seen him in anything. I watched Lovecraft Country and I watched The Five Bloods and he's in both of those and he's excellent. So he- I'm excited to see him in a, mar- a Marvel movie. I hope he's in more than one.
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I'm i very surprised he's going to be in Ant-Man 3, too. I mean, this is like a top five Marvel threat-level villain. I feel like this is probably just an introduction to him.
0: I heard some, you know, so there are a lot of fan theories about because Ant-Man is the one that introduces the whole time travel plot in-game, <laughs> in that that's what makes it appropriate. And I I, I I agree with that plot point. I just, Ant-Man and the Wasp are not the two heroes that we able to take this guy down. So we'll see what happens.
2: Well, there also is a lot of, there, there's a there's a lot of theories that the uh, we're building towards a Young Avengers movie. And, yeah. you know, that would definitely tie into Ant-Man. And I don't want to spoil too much if you don't know a lot about the Kang character, but Kang definitely has strong ties to Young Avengers. So I could see that uh,
1: that may be playing into this too.
0: For sure. And I hope they go down that path because I think that I would be really, really do
2: interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah, totally. Uh, but finally, moving into the trailer ta- territory as far as the big trailers that have gotten released the, the last couple weeks. Uh, the first one out is the Dune trailer.
0: Denis Villeneuve.
1: Denis Villeneuve. Good work. Uh, who did uh, Arrival.
0: Blade Runner 2049.
1: Which this looks like. He's done a lot of sci-fi movies uh, in the past with great success. Uh, and I was taking on one of, I would say, you know, the, the biggest or at least most complicated sci-fi adaptations that he, he could have hoped for. This uh,
0: trailer is incredible.
2: This trailer is
1: awesome. Definitely. It, it looks great. I forgot they announced this cast so like piecemeal that I forgot how many people are in it. It's got <laughs> right. Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård, Oscar Isaac, and Javier Bardem. <laughs> it's it's an outrageous cast uh yep. the the aesthetic looks cool as fuck uh i have no idea how expensive this movie is it looks like too expensive for the amount of people that are gonna see it but i am stoked for it
0: i was All surprised right. at how much like uh because i posted it on my facebook and there were people who were like commenting like oh i can't wait i love dune that i had no clue and never would have guessed that they had read dune right um so i think this movie has a much wider appeal than we think it does because i i certainly would put it in like i'm one of 10 people who are excited for it but i think <laughs> that number is probably more like five or six people are actually pretty excited for it <laughs> right. um which is hap- i'm happy to hear but uh god yeah i loved everything about this trailer uh, having ex- not seen a movie this year that was the best movie i've seen <laughs> right
2: it really kept, captures the atmosphere of the book too the uh you know the stick your hand in the box thing is like yeah. exactly like you would imagine that scene to be yeah I, I'm, I'm super excited for this uh do you know are they supposed to be breaking this up the first book up into two movies or three movies
0: i think it's two but i right. could be wrong about that um i'd probably prefer three honestly but i i think it's two
1: two is what i heard also
2: I, I I do think they must have plans to make try to make more than the first book. I don't know if Denny Villeneuve does, but the studio does just because of how prominently uh, Jason Momoa is presenting it. Because he's in this trailer as much as he's in the book, like, <laughs> you know. Uh, but th- his character is the only character that appears in all six books. So, so I think they're hoping to build a
1: franchise here.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully, it comes out in twenty twenty, but not looking good.
1: Not looking good. <laughs> right. uh, the next trailer we got is for uh, another one of Marvel series, original series coming out. Uh, the first look at uh, WandaVision, which is still a terrible name. Um, <laughs> however, it, it's got this kind of a—I uh, don't know how you describe what exactly it is. It's strange. It looks like kind of a like a theme and variation. You know, does right. that make any sense to you? Yeah, I mean, like it, yeah. It, it's, it's kind of got this loose thing of of uh, Wanda and Vision living kind of a small town life, you know, general sitcom thing. But then through the lens of, I guess, a lot of other strange little filters. It's kind of hard to explain if you haven't seen the trailer. So go watch the trailer. Right.
0: I like this trailer a whole lot. Uh, and uh, I know I came out probably more positive than other people did. But and I don't hate I think the name is a lot of fun because I think the name is has like, you know, well, very kind of campy layers, a lot of layers to it uh Wanda and vision as characters Wanda's vision uh is this what she imagines her life like after he's dead obviously it's a play on television sitcoms um so television wandavision uh, i i think it's i think this is going to be campy and strange and over the top and i'm really excited for it is that katherine Hahn? she looks really good in it right yeah I mean, she's not in the trailer much but when she's in it she's pretty creepy yeah um I, I like this trailer a whole lot.
2: You know, uh, Kitty Foreman is in it. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, that's uh, Deborah Joe Rupp. I'm, I'm pretty into that. I don't know why she's not in more things. She's very good at being that thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this looks really great to me. Of the, of the Marvel announced series, this one has always been the one I've been least excited about. But th- I, this was a fun trailer. I'm looking forward to seeing it. it. It reminds me of Pleasantville, which is a movie I like a lot i can't wait to see it particularly since we won't be seeing anything else from marvel this i year. mean
1: that's a great point <laughs> it's it's the 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 hottest girl at the party the only girl at the party kind of thing <laughs> yeah, right right i i ian and i had a similar take on this movie right out the gate in that i i like the look of the trailer but i had just have this immediate concern that it's going to be more effort put on like the cool stylings and not enough on the actual story. I don't really know why I feel that way. I don't know why that was my first reaction, but that's my initial concern. Uh, But
0: there's not, there's, there's not a lot of story in the trailer. I mean, you you have no idea what this show is about. Um, And so I I think that that's probably fair from the trailer. Um, But I also feel like they have to lean in, in that other direction um, for two reasons. Number one, these aren't the most well-liked characters of their, um, you know, uh, stable they've already created. Number two, it's not what they intended to be the first thing we saw on Disney Plus from them. Uh, and then number three, I, I think these are kind of the the weakest actors. Um, I, you know,
1: I, I wonder. it's like a question for you guys: Has Paul Bettany ever been good at anything?
0: Yeah, you got to sell me on something with Paul <laughs> Bettany in it by not telling me Paul Bettany is in it, and that's a <laughs> tough challenge. And so. Uh, I this trailer did that it it, and that's that is reassuring to me because if you were just being like oh Paul Bettany is one of our other two leads and the other one is the other the third Olsen you didn't know about till five years ago I probably wouldn't have gotten super into it
1: right Uh, and the final big Disney release trailer release anyway is the first look at the second season of the Mandalorian it's got kind of a voiceover thing from some scenes from the first season with new sequences presumptively from the second season it looks like this is one's going to be focused i mean focus is not the right word but the the overarching plot might be trying to find some remnants of the jedi to uh, to return baby yoda to what did you guys think about this trailer
2: uh, I also loved this trailer. Uh you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for speeder bikes. It's one of my favorite things uh um uh, from Star Wars as a whole. They There's just really sound cool so story.
1: cool. I mean they yeah. look really cool, but they also just sound so cool. Yeah. I mean, you know,
2: it didn't really tell you much about it, but everything it showed you looked really cool, and I really enjoyed the first season, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I, I also, in the same place, I don't know that I there was any th- one thing in the trailer itself that I was like, ooh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. I was just so excited to see new Star Wars shit, and I really liked, th- this is the last Star Wars, or uh, Clone Wars, but uh, like... <laughs> The one of the last things I really, really enjoyed, I really like the first season. I'm really excited for this new season. Um, I'm glad they did not show any of these things that have been rumored, like Rex or Ahsoka or hmm. Boba Fett. Right? Um, it would have been, I don't know, it, it sucks. We already kind of know these things already, and it would have been more disappointing to see them in the trailer. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I wonder. If there is more of a remnant of the Jedi, then we're led to believe. And if I'm so, sure I'm there excited is. to see that.
1: Um, this is actually the opposite of of where I usually land on these kind of things. Because I'm, I'm usually a very narrative-driven person. Like, I need, like, strong characters to be attached to. And not that I don't like the Mandalorian, but I just like the world of Star Wars so much that whenever I see, like shit that looks like star wars to me that i haven't seen before i'm fucking immediately in and that's kind of how i felt about this trailer it's just like all the shit all the different like you know uh, planets and you know you know underground fighting pits and all that shit like it just it looks so much like star wars to me that i can't help but just like like get childhood giddy uh but yeah i mean that's 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 about it i'm just i'm just excited for star wars do you guys have anything else on this one
0: well, I, the only thing I was gonna say was the, the first season did a really good job of introducing new things, but with a flavor of things I'd recognize. Mm. And I think this may go a little heavier into the things I've recognized. And I I am excited but cautious right. about that. But you know, like seeing like the Razor Crest like fly with X wings and shit that gets me hyped. It does. <laughs> but gosh, I want the like the the New Republic to be cool and not be assholes. But they may be assholes, and that's fine. But we'll see in a month, six weeks or something. Gosh,
1: it is really soon, isn't it?
0: Yeah, October 30th.
1: Wow. Uh, but thats I think that's it for, uh, for our, our news catch-up. Maybe next week we'll have like some kind of coordinated effort for content, but maybe not. Who knows what will happen <laughs> next week. Uh, but if, uh, if, if there's anything that we missed that was important over the last three weeks that uh, you'd like us to talk about or like our opinions on, uh, you can reach us at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say
0: just email us and tell us how much you want Ian to come back and we can (laughs) show him and maybe he'll actually do it
1: yep Ian come back
2: (laughs) Ian's basically like a producer on the show now because he still participates in all the content we have he just doesn't lend his presence
0: yeah it's annoying just be on the show
1: (laughs) yeah just be on the show I'm leaving this in um, well that's it for for our news. What have we been watching the last couple of weeks, guys?
0: I will start because that's how we do it now. Uh, <laughs> I finally finished New Girl. That show is not worth it.
1: God bless you. <laughs> Don't do it.
0: Um the first like 3 or 4 seasons are pretty fun. Those are fun characters. I'll even give you until Schmidt and Cece get married. That's probably where it should have ended. That's so uh,
1: generous. Mm-hmm
0: yeah that's a long time how about when schmidt and CC get engaged that's that's where the show should stop <laughs> the whole last two the two last two seasons are rough but the last like i don't know three or four you just don't there's no reward they don't give you anything for finishing it and uh i you know i know a lot of how i met your mother get shit on at least they like make choices and do stuff that to try and justify its existence new girl just totally gives up and just like (laughs) regurgitates episodes and it's it's really frustrating i don't like zoe deschanel that much so it was hard yep i am not finished with doctor who but i'm really close i'm on the lady doctor now so i'm i am very very also
1: god bless you you are just like hammering shit out my man i
0: am i am uh you want to start uh, like
1: naruto from the beginning or something oh god no
0: no no i did start one piece (laughs) i tried i watched like three episodes and i was like i can't do the 900 or whatever i (laughs) had um i wanted to so bad but no uh i uh yeah doctor is good whatever that's fine um hbo max lovecraft country Still watching that. Still have no fucking clue. It's like seven episodes in. There's like two or three left.
1: I have no idea what this show is about.
0: (laughs) Still no clue. It's disgusting uh, how just gory and obscene they go. And like, even like when people are having sex, there's like weird, creepy monsters in the background. And it just, you feel uncomfortable by the whole thing the whole time. But I can't stop. It's just too good. But I don't know what it's about. Hopefully they wrap it up. It's like Lost if the devil were like masturbating while you watched it. Like it's just, it's just weird. Put that um, on a poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Else? Oh, I watched B Yeah. Listen's recommendation. And I'm surprised you like that show so much because it's it's Twilight. Like that's the plot of Twilight, which is that young girl moves to new city meets ancient being fights evil establishment. Um, whereas twilight, Touché. they're very open about their love. Uh, this doesn't seem to do that, but it's, it's very, very similar in plot to me.
1: I, I, and, hadn't, uh, I hadn't put that together, but when you phrase it like that, that's super fair. That is exactly the same thing. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I like the animation style a lot. Uh, I thought the voice cast was pretty good and it, was like it's very heavy-handed on the trope of making the story infinitely more complex in the last 20 minutes of it. <laughs> like all of a sudden there's an introduction of this new like race of being you didn't even know about and that's yeah also got... kind
1: of an anime thing though isn't that's it? what
0: i'm saying it's like really heavy-handed on that like yeah. that is a definitely a trope of anime this one does it to the max but hey, it's worth a watch. It's on Netflix.
1: 12 episodes. It's real easy.
0: I did it in the day. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, I am one of the crazy people who paid $30 to watch Mulan. And you know what? It's better than Transformers. Mulan's. it's pretty alright. It's the only one of these live action movies that I think deserves to exist. Uh, it's very much its own movie. There are a lot of elements that reference the cartoon. Um, but unlike the other ones, which are basically beats from the cartoon, this is just like, oh, I recognize like that outfit, or they, oh, they tried to recreate this set piece. It's very much its own story. I liked it. I've watched it a couple of times. So, uh, I mean, you know, now,
1: now that you've watched it, I want you to answer my question that I've been asking the whole time: Who is it for? It's definitely
0: a family film. Like, it's 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 not. I would say it's something. I, it's something I feel comfortable watching with my kids. And even if parts of it somewhat go over their heads, like it very much kind of, you know, like an action adventure movie, even like Indiana Jones, where you're like, I don't know if this is appropriate for kids, but the way they package it, you don't really care. Mm. That's kind of what Mulan is like. Like, it's probably not as fun as some of those movies are, uh, but it doesn't ever push the boundary too far, even though it's basically about a war and these people training to go fight to their death the whole time. It does it in just a funny enough way to... You don't really mind it so much. Um, I was going to say, do
1: you feel like a kid would be engaged by it?
0: My kids love it. They oh, okay. really, really like it.
1: The, the, and, ads, you know, the ads made it look so serious. So yeah, that's why I, I was mean, worried.
0: She, the character of Mulan, is very serious. But a lot of the side characters are like are there to like lighten up the mood and stuff. Mm. Um, one thing I would say is it's very much where I think other live action remakes or live action versions of this film, this movie, I think tries out to be an American version of a Chinese film. Um, if you've ever watched like a Chinese fantasy movie, it's similar to that, but definitely kind of like bastardized, um, more suited for a standard American audience. Uh, I hate that I didn't get to see it in theaters cause it, it definitely looks like a movie that was shot to be seen in a movie hmm. theater. Um, I think they made like $250 million off the like premiere package thing. So good for Disney. It, it made some money. Um, and paying 30 bucks. I have three kids. There are five of us. $30 is actually probably cheaper than actually going to see a movie in theaters for all of us. So That's probably true. Right, huh? uh, the only other thing I have is uh, after the hurricane, I didn't have power for like several, several days. And uh, I read Wicked.
1: the the uh, the original book
0: the original book all right it's disturbing is it um i don't ever want to think about like the yellow big road and munchkins and people talking about like dicks and shit um like there's literally a sex scene in munchkin land and like the first 10 pages and she talks about how hard this guy's cock is and you're like what this is this is the wizard of oz this is for children and this book is not for children but i finished it all right and uh much like dune the author does the reader no favors this guy just like makes up oz words and expects you to figure it out while they're talking to each (laughs) other and yeah, it's... I don't know that I would recommend it. I'm surprised somebody liked it enough that they were making a musical. Yeah, I'm going worse than Transformers on the book. Fair enough. Better than Transformers on Defying Gravity. Agreed. But that's all I can remember
2: anyway. Right uh, um, Yeah, Yeah, uh, you know, I was also without power for a long stretch. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible being left alone with your own thoughts. Uh, my return to being able to view me, uh, media was sort of like a uh, a Metroid power up, <laughs> like uh, the like the the first day without power, I had a laptop that played DVDs, but all my DVDs are still at my place in Milton, so, and uh, it was unpassable there. So then the next day I went and got DVDs and I watched some DVDs. The next day after that I got power in the trailer so we could go over there and watch Blu-ray. You know, the, a couple days after that, we got power back at the house, and then I killed the mother brain. So uh, as for what I watched during this, I, I had had Won't You Be My Neighbor on DVD for like two years. They had never watched it. Have you guys ever watched that?
1: The, uh... is that that's a documentary, right? Right. Okay, no. Yeah. No, uh, no.
2: It is fucking fantastic. I cannot no. recommend it highly enough. You know, I mean, it's exactly what you think it is. It's the life and life's works of Mr. Rogers. And it is uh, uh, super positive and, you know, presents a point of view that just does not exist today. Uh, My one big takeaway in it, and of all the bad takes from all the cable news networks, Brian Kilmeade is still the biggest dumbass on earth. Let's see, what else did I watch? Uh, Oh, you know, I watched a lot of shit I'd already seen, but I love... uh, I watched uh, Logan lucky again for anyone not familiar with that movie. It's uh it's basically oceans 11 meets Ricky Bobby meets raising Arizona with like a dash of little miss sunshine thrown in there. Uh, uh, I fucking love this movie. I, I up until this viewing, I've always viewed the end of it as being like sort of a Rorschach test test. If you see it, and you think they're going to get away with it, you're probably genuinely a happy person. If you're definitely sure at the end they're going to get caught, you're Joseph. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but actually, Sarah pointed out something I've never noticed about the ending of the movie before that I think leads me really to the positive side, which is, have you guys noticed that the, uh, oh God, what's the, what's the Boys Don't Cry actress's name?
0: julia styles
2: no? no not julia styles the fourth the, the karate kid four what's her name We well, the name I mean, other
1: movies that she's in the, the,
2: those are the only two movies she's ever been in in her whole life
0: is this, uh, She's she's the one in the office that can't decide if she's hot or not uh what is her
2: name
1: <laughs> this is good content <laughs> this
2: is, uh, i'm sure some this is this is what listening to podcasts mostly is though because there's someone
1: hillary swank at,
2: Hillary Swank, there you go.
1: Uh, I was thinking million dollar baby. Uh,
2: Hillary Swank is also an amputee. She, uh, y- uh, you notice in the last scene that she has a missing arm as well. So I personally think that leans to it being a happy ending. She's she's amused by these guys got away with it. She went to see what they were like, and like she related to this other amputee. Similarly, in uh, in uh, sort of finding things in movies, I was looking for. Uh, uh, I watched uh, The Big Lebowski for the 40 million yeah. time. And I I think I safely disproved the imaginary Donnie theory. Do You guys know <laughs> of this? No. Okay. Basically, it's the idea is that Donnie is a figment of Walter's imagination and the dude just humors him. Uh, I think there's a lot of things to disprove it. But the thing that that theory is mostly built on is why are there three people on the dudes bowling team <laughs> two people on everyone else's but in this viewing i think i spotted a third member of jesus's team so i'm going with now that doesn't explain why at the end they're able to continue after one of their team members dies but you know i'm still going with donnie's real. uh what else did i watch uh nice guys that's a great movie not a lot to say about it i love how just incredibly inept those guys are in that movie it's just funny wall to wall and uh watch lego batman which everyone on this podcast besides me continues to be wrong about that shit's great <laughs> it's okay so it's all right so that's all i got that's that's uh, that's all i did
1: fair enough i know just you talking about uh, the big lebowski we actually want to watch the big lebowski i mean it never gets old <laughs> i have
2: watched that so many fucking times and i still
1: enjoy every second of it so i gotta watch several things but i'm gonna try and roll through them quickly because i want to rant about other things (laughs) um i watched uh the hulu western called the sisters brothers with uh john c riley joaquin Joaquin phoenix Phoenix. jake chillenhall and riz ahmed uh it's really good Uh, there's there's like a lot of these like quiet westerns over the last like 15 20 years that are like it's not like the trendy style anymore, but I don't know. Like I feel like there's good shit out there that's worth watching. Uh this one does not go the direction that you think it's gonna go. Uh so I recommend it. Uh as for my Ghibli movies, I watched The Secret World of Arrietty, which uh is their take on the borrowers. Uh it's it's probably one of the most gorgeous ones of the Ghibli movies, but like movie wise it's also probably one of the worst ones so it's really hard to square in that sense you could tell they hey really... i watched go ahead. go ahead sorry finish oh you could tell they like they put a lot of love and effort into crafting like the the small world from the borrowers perspective but like there's so many other things that are just frustrating and easy to fix that are wrong with it
0: i watched porco Rosso. yeah i got over my fear uh, i like it it's pretty fun i figured fun. you would uh it's not I mean, I wouldn't put it like in my top three or anything, but it's pretty good time. And yeah, the American voice cast is great. I um, I don't know if, I don't know if the, in, in other languages, that character is as of a dick, but Michael Keaton just plays like likable asshole. I think he's so well. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I get it. he was turned into a pick, but you know, it's pretty fun.
1: Do you feel like my pitch of if you like Tailspin or even the thought of Tailspin, it's, you should watch this movie?
0: I mean, it's Tailspin with fascism. It's a little heavy-handed Tailspin. But yeah, I mean, aerial battles and whatnot are always a good time.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the other uh, Ghibli film kind of on the reverse end is uh, Nasca of the Valley of the Wind, which is actually not a Ghibli film. It was Miyazaki's first film before he started Studio Ghibli, but that's way too nerdy for me to even say out loud, and I did. It's stupid now. <laughs> I it's it's an older one and you can tell like in the visuals that it was older but it's also one of the most like interesting worlds I think of all the ones that I've seen I hesitate to use the word post-apocalyptic because it implies so many tropes that I don't think apply to this movie Uh, but you know it's it's a it's a world in which humans haven't been the dominant force in a long time um, and it's really cool looking. Like it, it almost pains me that this wasn't made more recently because I think it's such a fresh take on a concept that we kind of beat to death last decade. <laughs> Better than Transformers. Uh, the wife and I restarted Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm not even going to get into it till I'm done. But just so you know. Uh, but the thing I really want to talk about while we're here, uh, because my, you know, like everyone else in Pensacola, my power went out, uh, and then once my power came back. Uh, my internet was out for a long time, so I couldn't play any of my video games that connected to the internet, so I had to just play things that were on a disc, uh, like some kind of 90s person or something. <laughs> right. um, so I, I, I reattempted Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, and it's still bad, uh, and I, I still remember hurt sadness for me when I when I first said that this, <laughs> this game was not good, and not yeah. what I'd hoped it would be. Uh, and I've been uh, in replaying it and I mean, I, I've made good progress on it, but I still don't enjoy it. It's like work. I just, I wanted to ruminate on the things that I think went wrong here because on paper, the original Kingdom Hearts probably shouldn't have worked. It's just, it's a shameless mashup, Disney characters and Final Fantasy in what was supposed to be like Disney's version of Super Mario 64. And weirdly enough, it really works. Uh, I think one of the things that works really well for it in the first one is that the plot's pretty simple. Uh, You start out as a guy with a cooler friend and a girlfriend and they go missing and you get a magical weapon. And then you find two other people who lost their friend, who just happened to be Donald and Goofy. uh, And their friend is Mickey Mouse, and your goal is, hey, all these people probably got taken to similar places. Let's go find them together. And you know what? That makes sense to me even now. The, the whole time you are aware that you are on the right track and whatever you're seeking seems just out of reach. And so like the plot makes sense. The mechanics were really fun at the time. It's kind of mixed some of the RPG things that you liked about like Final Fantasy games with like an actual action based uh, uh fighting mechanic and some like platforming elements. And it was just like it was it was just a way better game than I, I feel like it had any right to be. Like there was there was the story was kind of dumb, but it was also like earnest in a way that you wanted to be cynical about, but it's hard to be cynical about. Uh, the problem is everything else after that. <laughs> uh, so there's three official ones in the series. This is Kingdom Hearts 3, which came out 18 not 18. Seventeen years after the first one, which is already a problem, uh, but in the meantime there have been i'd have to count them but at least ten to fifteen sidequels uh, to this this series on different platforms that are given crazy names like sleep three sixty five divided by eight and re colon birth or i don't know it's all cr- sorts of crazy stuff. but the thing about it is you'd think it's just like oh hey. We're just trying to milk this franchise on a different platform it's going to be a little fun people who like the characters are going to have a good time that's it but the problem is each one of these games has a really important plot element that gets incorporated into the main story and often retcon stuff from previous stories so by the time we've gotten to kingdom hearts 3 what like the casual player would assume is the third installment in the series the plot is just indecipherable fucking nonsense if you, if, you, if you go on YouTube and try to find an explanation of the whole plot of Kingdom Hearts, I dare you to find one that's less than 30 minutes long. It's yeah. just, it's <laughs> fucking impossible. And I just think one of the problems is the, like the, the mechanics of the game, which I think were novel at the time, one, are no longer novel, and two, instead of kind of focusing on what I think they did right, they just made it. They just added more shit. So now it's not, like, a rewarding process. Like, I feel like one of the fun things about, like, a combat game is, like, learning the system and getting good at it. Like, you, you feel like actions and reactions have weight, and the things that you do, there's a fairness to it. Uh, and that's not how it feels anymore. It just kind of feels like way too many things on your screen at any one time. Uh, it's, it's essentially just a pop-up ad of a game screen. And because of all the other things that I've mentioned, the story and following the thread of the narrative is now impossible. Uh, And so it becomes difficult to explain why you're doing any one particular thing in the story. So what felt like important battles to get from a certain point in the story to another point in the story now just feel completely arbitrary. Just like, you know, you have to do it to get to some other stage, but you don't know why you're supposed to be going there because you don't know what you're trying to accomplish. It's very frustrating that this game has fallen so far from the original game, which again I think was way better than it had any right to be. Uh, but I, I did feel in in replaying them in in uh, in replaying Kingdom Hearts three with a little distance. I feel justified in liking the series in the first place. I'm I stand by Kingdom Hearts One it is a really good game, and Kingdom Hearts Two is still pretty good. But I can also see exactly where it went wrong and uh, why we should probably stop. But I know that we won't because it made a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think when they had hit like the eight year marker, and they were like, "Man, we really can't crack this story. We can't figure it out." They should <laughs> right? have just gave up. Right. And and then they went eight more years, <laughs> and eventually we're just like, "Fuck it, just." Put it out. Let's just be done. <laughs> and I mean,
1: that's that's one of the other problems. The the cutscene, the opening cutscene from Kingdom Hearts, the original game, was like it blew my fucking mind. I was like, I didn't know video games could look like this. And I think it still holds up today. If you guys have a PS2 and you play it, uh, the problem is the the graphics on this still look like they're from the PS2. Uh, Damn. Which is a real fucking bummer. Like it. Yeah. Uh, they, they've they've put some effort into it, but it just. It doesn't look nearly as good as I think it should, especially considering, you know, it took 12 years to make. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a frustrating experience in, on every level. And I'm, I'm sorry, I want to like it. I know Hurt thinks that I want to hate everything, but I want to like <laughs> it. And I know Christian <laughs> wanted to like it too, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's way worse than Transformers. It is a fucking job to play this game. It's,
0: it's the last video game I bought and the only one i can remember on the weekend it released mm. and i played it for about three or four hours and i was like this shit is terrible i just wasted sixty dollars <laughs> like it, it was an awful experience i still have it because i i'm convinced myself at some point i will finish it <laughs> but i have no motivation you
1: to might that. have to wait I'm till just... the next hurricane uh but yeah that's it for me i i <laughs> if you don't like kingdom hearts i'm sorry for the last like seven minutes
2: but, you know, it's funny. I, I wasn't going to mention this week, this week, but I watched some video on YouTube about the timeline of Pokemon, which I wasn't aware there was one. And it was the most convoluted bullshit I'd ever heard in my life until the shit you just said. Yep.
0: You have you have to send that to me because I'm still trying to figure out how that kid is still 10 years old. It's been <laughs> like 25 years. Right. He should have at least had sex at some point. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah even even if like each episode was one day he's got to be like my age by now yeah for sure (laughs) i don't know but yeah i think that's it for this week i think we've done enough have won't you don't wouldn't you say
2: i think we've inflicted much enough of ourselves on this podcast
1: i agree uh but cool uh next week you know something we'll figure it out i don't know uh so join us next week for a surprise uh In the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe, tell all your friends about the podcast. Uh, it really is the only way that, that we, uh, we get new listeners. And, and shouldn't you really share this joy with others? If you want to let us know anything that we missed or anything, any topics you'd like us to talk about, you can reach us at realphonies.gmail.com. At you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Blasters for our theme. And we'll see you guys later. Later. I will not risk my life for many things, but I'll risk my life to go to the Japan Olympics if they happen. I just don't know if I'll have it, enough money. We'll see how it goes.
0: It's not a cheap trip.
1: It is not.
0: Speaking of which, is there not a parody band of cheap trick out there called Cheap Trip? If so. <laughs> they do like they perform on airplanes and cruise ships.
1: Dude, does that, Man, anyone that perform like on an a great airplane? Idea?
0: I don't know if anyone's ever performed on an airplane, but I'm saying if you had a band called Cheap Trip, that is where you would perform.
2: <laughs> Definitely cruise ships. You could be on cruise ships.
1: I like I like the idea that business class would have like a shitty live band. Dude, if someone's dad never made it's perfect. It's
0: perfect. I'm gonna write a cartoon called <laughs> Cheap Trip, and it's gonna be about this shitty airline company that has a business class cover band. It's going to be great.
1: I mean, it should be about the people in the cover band.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. They have the most pointless job in the world. Everyone hates them. No one wants to be on an airplane with a baby or a shitty band.
1: Look, I'm already into this pilot. I I like where it's
2: going. (laughs) If we were actually
1: going to be Cheap Trip, one of
2: us would have to get into shape because I feel like to do the Cheap Trick formula, you got to have two handsome guys and two ugly guys. And right now, we're all three not in the handsome category
0: that's a fair point oh man we should get back to the movie news Let's before do we lose hurt again <laughs>